I'm neither master of the universe nor master of my own domain. The term master was used in England for men of some rank, especially free masters of a trade guild, and by any manual worker or servant employee addressing his employer. But as I'm sure you know, that term fell out of favor long ago. There is still a time and a place, though, for the term master to be used in the United States, and that's when addressing a boy under 13 years old. Instead of calling that little boy Mr., you refer to him as master. Now, boys from 13 to 18, they have no titles at all because they're straight-up punks. But for those 13 and under, you call them master, just like my grandparents did when they would write me a letter when I was younger. It would always come addressed to Master Josh around. Now, is it still cool for kids to get mail these days? I'm sure if it has the Amazon smiley face on the side of it, then it is. But otherwise, the term master when addressing little boys is considered old-fashioned outside of conservative circles. But that's neither here nor there. Today, I want to talk about grenadine, honorifics, and medals as we start meddling with intentions of joshing around. The Group of Seven, or G7 Summit, was this weekend. The Group of Seven consists of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom, and the United States. And while I don't want to get into the particulars of this year's summit, I will say that six of the leaders of those countries showed up in regular old black shoes, while the seventh member, Justin Trudeau of Canada, looked like a straight G7 in brown shoes with a dark blue suit. Cartoonist Gary Trudeau, creator of Doonesbury, has long been one to speak truth to power. Though a private individual, he's married to journalist Jane Polly, which might make it a little easier to speak that truth. But on the same, Gary Trudeau did predict that Donald Trump would run for president and win some 30 years ago. Of course, all the signs were there for all to see, but just like former copywriters, sometimes cartoonists have a tendency to predict the future as well. Dilbert creator cartoonist Scott Adams is another to accurately predict that Donald Trump would ascend to the rank of president. While the election was happening, Scott Adams blogged about the persuasive powers of Donald Trump, which he likened to that of a wizard. However, just by aligning himself with the future president, it seems that Scott Adams' income went down more than 40%, practically ending his speaking career. I bet he didn't see that coming. However, at the same time, Scott Adams identifies with the worker, thinking that management, nothing but fools. We've talked about the Peter Principle before, where people get promoted to their level of incompetence. Well, Scott Adams believes in the Dilbert Principle, where upper management promotes those most incompetent just to get them out of the way so that the workflow can function. When I was 13 years old, watching Beavis and Butthead attend a coprophiliac monster truck show, I never thought I'd one day refer to creator Mike Judge as a future thinker, yet here we are, all assuming we now live inside his movie Idiocracy. In the run-up to the 2016 election, Mike Judge wanted to use ideas and images from the movie Idiocracy to compare that to the Trump campaign. Unfortunately, when he asked the movie's license holder, the Fox Corporation, if he could, they said no. Don't get me wrong, I'm just speaking what I assume to be the truth to those I'm told are in power. When it comes to the presidency, I respect the hell out of that office, and I always will no matter who's in charge. When it comes to an honorable way to refer to that person in charge, you're supposed to say Mr. President, and that seems to give them the short end of the stick. 
We call judges honorable, right? Kings and queens are your highness, and even those knighted individuals are referred to as sir and lady. Yet then, there's lowly Mr. President, but maybe that's the way it's supposed to be, because at least up until now, the president's always been a common man. Those titles, Mr., Master, Mrs., or Sir, are what's known as honorifics. This is a title that conveys esteem or respect for position or rank when used in addressing or referring to a person. Other honorifics may denote the honored person's occupation, such as doctor, esquire, captain, or coach. And then you can also use them like Cheryl Crow did when you refer to people as Bill or Billy or Mac or Buddy. Mr. Bojangles is a song written and originally recorded by American country music artist Jerry Jeff Walker in 1968. It wasn't until it was recorded by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, though, that it hit the charts, rising as high as number 9 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1971. When I was young, Master Josh, we lived on a ranch for a few years where we had horses. One of the horses' names was Mr. Bojangles, who was much nicer than his stablemate, a horse named Rambler. Not to say that I was a child of privilege, instead a child of divorce, and while mom didn't hop around a lot, the lasting relationship she was in involved cohabitation, of which I was definitely included, because kids are like chattel. While you don't own them, you're definitely responsible for them. So at every stop, I had a new master. At our condo on the ocean, there was a sir to address. Over on the ranch, it was howdy partner, and when mom and I moved back to the beach by ourselves, there was just a series of dudes. It all began with my dad, who originally was a mister, but now he's honorifically a miss. It all ended well for mom, as she married a very nice man. At least that's what it seems, but I'm here to tell you, he never did talk about what happened in Grenada. What happened in the Caribbean island of Grenada that prompted a U.S.-led invasion? Well, in 1979, there was a junta when the military overthrew the government, putting 500 U.S. medical students in danger. Students who just came to Granada to get an easy MD so they could prescribe lewds to their friends were now in the crosshairs of a coup d'etat. Granada, nicknamed the Spice Isle due to numerous nutmeg plantations, was named by Spanish sailors. Granada means pomegranate, but it was named after the city in southern Spain of the same name. That southern Spanish city, Granada, is known for their pomegranates. Pomegranates are also the namesake of grenadine, which was originally made from them, but is now made mostly from black currant or artificial flavors. While grenadine is a necessary ingredient to gateway mocktails like Roy Rogers or Shirley Temple, it's also the backbone of my favorite drink, Uncle Josh's karaoke juice. The grenade itself is named after the pomegranate, both because of its original shape and because of the seedy shrapnel it secretes. I'm sure there were many grenades lobbed during the United States invasion of Grenada, or Operation Urgent Fury as it was codenamed. Before we go on, allow me to offer a moment of silence for the 19 U.S. servicemen and 64 total casualties involved in the operation. What I find most interesting is of the 7,300 U.S. soldiers who took part in the invasion, over 5,000 of them received medals. That's more than 68% of the people involved, which is great, though it looks like the military started the tradition of medals for all. So maybe the everybody gets a trophy crowd should take a knee. 
From a service medal to the Congressional Medal of Honor, I have the utmost respect for anyone who dons any of these medals for sure. Here in Florida, you can get a personalized license plate if you have a Purple Heart. That is, of course, unless you pay the ultimate price to get that license plate. They also have personalized license plates here in the state for ham radio operators, which isn't quite as prestigious a category, but it makes me wonder, can I get one for fake internet radio show host? Watch out, my foot, clad in a stylish brown dress shoe, is getting dangerously close to my mouth. So, we better end the show while this medium still hath valor. When we come again to judge honorifics, let's be sure to bury the lead. Remember, when naming a horse, find your inspiration in country music. And before a big karaoke set, be sure you have Uncle Josh's juice in hand. Until we all get back to the ranch and find it furiously urgent to start joshing around.